Assalamu alaikum. Guys, welcome back. Uh, this is hopefully uh, the first episode in a long line of episodes with or about British Cycling. Uh, so for those who don't know, British Cycling is like the governing body uh, for cycling here in the UK. Uh, think of the FA uh, for football. Um, so they are the ones uh, behind all the gold medals that the great British cycling team have been winning for the last 10, 15 years. Um, they also, but that's not all they do, of course. Um, they also have a ton of events and coaching uh, opportunities um, and a bunch of other stuff as well, actually, uh, up and down the country. And it's a community or um it's uh how do you say a resource that we have not actually tapped into uh, and hopefully it will change and it is changing in fact um but yeah british cycling are uh have seen that as well though and um they've also got a bit of a challenge on their hands um so just like other cycling um organizations like cycling time trials uh they have seen a sharp decline in event take-ups so think about racing uh coaching etc uh since the pandemic and i actually have on someone today who is whose job actually is to change that so uh his name is bruce uh we'll have him on in a second he is the eastern regional manager of british cycling so basically his remit covers uh pretty much London all the way to the East Coast. So Norwich all the way to that area down there as well. Um, of course, that takes, uh, that's where I'm based as well. Uh, so I get to work with Bruce from Time Zone. Um, great guy. And uh, he's someone I knew I had to get on the podcast. So I was hoping to kick things off uh, with all things British cycling with him. Um, he it was a little bit rushed this podcast. He is a busy man, and I managed to catch him. However, uh, in between meetings, uh, so I am super grateful. Uh, this podcast was actually recorded several months back. I just haven't got around to editing it. Sorry, um, but it was done just before uh the release of the eastern regions annual report, uh, which would have been great to dive into with Bruce. But nonetheless, I will put a link in the description if you want to have a nose um just a quick glance it just shows how much cycling has taken a tank since the pandemic um however one silver lining is that youth engagement has remained pretty much the same coaches um and things like that um people being upskilled um so in terms of adults coaches etc look to be on the upsurge and it just shows their commitment uh, to continue in such vein to try and improve those numbers and, of of course, support the community and those who are doing so as well, uh, which is brilliant. Um, on this pod, Bruce shares what he does and how he does it, and he is a real supporter of our community, and he looks to uplift volunteers uh, both within our community and generally as well. Um, I've seen that firsthand. Uh, he was even at the recent the Muslim Rider event at Rafa in conjunction with Evolve Cycling Club, which I thought was awesome. Um, unfortunately, I missed it. Um, he's also part of the reason I'm a British cycling scholar. Um, he was there on my interview. Uh, and uh, that's another way, in fact, British cycling supports uh, our community and others as well. Um, they, it's a program to uh, diversify the coaching scene effectively. And we will go into that, I'm sure, in a future podcast. Um, this is, uh, as I mentioned, the first line 
uh, or uh, the first podcast in a long line uh, of or about British cycling. I'm hoping in future to get on Izzy, uh, who runs the City Academies. It's an absolutely amazing project. And if you're not involved, uh, if you have kids, that is, and you're not involved, you should certainly look to get involved. Or, um, yeah, it's just a brilliant project. And again, uh, that's an episode uh, for a future time. There's also Asma, who works with Izzy, in fact, and they help uh, kids from inner cities get on bikes, provide free coaching. She's also a fellow scholar, as is Shahina, who is a member of Evolve. I hope to get her, her involved. Uh, and for those who don't know, Evolve is a women's and cycling, uh, women's kids and kids club out in West London. Uh, again, they work with British Cycling and hoping to get an effort uh, at some point who runs that. And uh, yeah, uh, that's enough from me, I think. And uh, right, back to Bruce. Assalamu alaikum. Welcome to the Gap Podcast, Bruce. Uh, thanks for coming on. How are you doing? Yeah, well, thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh, no, thanks for coming on. So, uh, Bruce, you have been in the game, uh, when I say game, I mean the cycling game for a very long time. You're now with British Cycling. Just give us our background on how it started and where you are now. Yeah, so... Thank you. I, I uh, a keen amateur, I guess, and, and and had the opportunity to to ride a bike and race from a young age. I think um, I dipped my, my toes in the water first when I grew up in Cape Town in something called the Cape Argus Cycle Tour, which is about 109 kilometer mass participation bike ride, um, which ends up being a bit of a race, yeah, as yeah. you can imagine, when egos <laughs> they are involved. right. They all are. Uh, and and kind of that was the you know chasing a time each year and see how to how well I could do and then I uh, moved over to the UK in 2006 and got involved in the racing scene with a couple of local clubs and uh, kind of the bug bit and, and it's been been a staple part of what I do kind of socially and for a hobby um, ever since um, and uh, a couple of years ago I got unwell, stepped out of my career in teaching and dabbled a bit in, in, in the retail side of, of cycling so I had a little shop uh, did some bike repair maintenance and custom builds and and then did a bit of bike fitting and coaching and, and then the coaching side of things I saw a job for British Cycling about a year and a half ago and applied for that and uh, things kind of snowballed a bit and opportunities came up and and yeah now I represent the eastern and north London region for for the national governing body for, for British Cycling which is just a huge uh, honour and, and a great joy really. That's a massive region. So, uh, and as you mentioned, it's a big role, big honor. Uh, you cover uh, a lot of uh, a lot of things, and we'll dig into them in a bit. But uh, so, where does your area cover? Because it's uh, here where I am in Ilford, but it's also out in like long, deep Essex. So, what what does your area cover? Yeah, I've got a little phrase I like to use, and says it says everything north of the River Thames. Yeah, and uh, and then kind of. For a visual guideline, probably uh, in, up into Hertfordshire, uh, east of the A1, all the way up to Norwich and Norfolk, and wow. then the coast, basically. Then, isn't it? yeah. And if you if you if you if you if you head east, if you head head east and get your feet wet, then then you know you've gone to the edge. Uh, yeah. <laughs> when you hit the coast, yeah. But it's massive, and there are little nuances in there when you look at like county lines and borders. So. Yeah. Well, essentially, we, we work collaboratively with the central region and, and the southeast region uh, that, that kind of border that area as well. And and in the end of the day, we, we're just looking to, to see 
more participation. So boundary lines are are there as a guidance, you know. So what's your main remit? What's your main job? Is it getting more people into cycling? Is it producing the next uh, Bradley Wiggins? Is it uh, I don't know what what what's your role? Uh, what's the main thing that? What's yeah, your so my my role my role is 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 a real privileged one in that it, it I'm a I have the strategic overview of the region. Yeah. So I've got a great staff that I work with that that do a lot of the on the ground work in, in some of the coaching and some of our projects like city academies. Um, I got a cycle sport developer that works uh, alongside event organizers, officials, and um, volunteers in 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 that racing space, which. You know, you'll know from from your your time down at, at a couple of events, and yeah. I think you worked with you in a bit. Yeah. Um. And then uh, we also have a, a club and group developer that works in that development of clubs, um, and groups so that they can grow and and you know receive support in in their journey on on becoming successful clubs. So my role is to work with those individuals, um, in in providing resources and and removing barriers for them to do that job the best they can. And then also linking up with local authorities, local partners to to expand the work, to kind of bring in funding, um, bring in resource to, to try and expand those positions uh, across the region so we can do more. Um, so very much uh, oversight of, of those various areas and and just making sure that we have a, a real clear plan of how cycling develops. Oh, excellent. And uh, part of your job, obviously, Bruce, uh, is celebrating volunteers. And uh, a large part of what British cycling is, is uh, volunteer-led and volunteer-run. And uh, just to mention that uh, Bruce invited me down to a volunteer uh, presentation and award evening, and I thought that was really good. And uh, celebrating the volunteers, because um, I would I would imagine, what, 80-90% of British cycling is volunteer volunteers, if I'm not mistaken? Oh, Joe, it's a good question, I don't, and I don't know that figure off my top of my head, but yes, a lot of the activity that happens is is, is reliant on volunteers. I mean, uh, let's let's take a uh, let's take a Saturday afternoon uh, local race. Yeah, got the the, the organizer now nine out of ten times that they're, they're a volunteer who's doing it for the love of the sport rather than because it's a day job that brings in money. Then you've yeah, got yeah. Um, if it's on the road, you've got the outriders on their on their bikes that are supporting you know the safety of the event. You've got the marshals that are standing on the corners or at, at the start and finish, and you you, you can. Anything from six, seven, eight, nine, ten, ten of those. Yeah. So that's what that's 12, 13 people already. And then you've got first aid, that's 14, 15. So on a little local event on a Saturday that lasts maybe two, three hours, you, you might have 15, 20 volunteers giving up their time to come and make that event possible. And we all know what it's like. You can't have a football match unless you've got the man in the middle or a woman in the middle that do that great bit of work. And it's the same for our sport. And so we 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 have to put our hands up and and, and and we do recognize those volunteers and we're incredibly grateful. So yes, you're right. A, a big part of my work is also seeing that that development of that volunteer workforce through coaching or bursaries or opportunities to upskill. So yeah, 100% agree. So Bruce, I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit here. So I uh, am part of a club, Brothers on Bikes. Uh, uh, although it's a national club, we have large members uh, who are within your region, your remit. What does a good club look like? And then how could you help, say, a club like mine? And we'll go into what my club is about. And uh, yeah, so start with what a good club looks like and how you s- support them and then how we can uh, become something like that. You know what I mean? We're fairly new. Yeah, sure. And Junaid, I think 
I think that what a good club looks like is potentially subjective yeah. in the community that it's in. Yeah. So it depends who, who, who's, what lens you're looking at. Yeah. And yeah. for me, I think a good club is one that is representative of the community that it's trying to serve. Yeah. And it's one that provides opportunities for the community it's trying to serve. And that it's um, it's clear in what its purpose and goal is. Now that doesn't have to be anything overly dramatic, but it yeah, could yeah. be our purpose is to see more people on bikes and yeah, enjoying yeah. themselves, or yeah. our purpose is to develop a rider to have an opportunity to race. But I think um, I think having those clear outcomes helps. Yeah. And I also think yeah. having a culture where, um, and I'm going to put my neck out now. I think we're in a, <laughs> I think we're in, I think we're in a society where people will put money on the table very readily and expect a service. Yeah. But I think potentially we've lost um, the uh, that we're happy to come back sometimes and 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 give back of our own time. And I'm I'm a culprit of this to 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 serving. You know, we we come and we might do a race and 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 then we disappear. But very rarely do we then go, oh, I'm happy to give three, four hours to come and coach the young ones or yeah, hold yeah, the flag yeah. on a street corner. Now, I must caveat that. Well, that's a massive generalization. Yes. Because there are loads of people that do exactly that. And, and they're the people. And we know those people in our sport. But I do think the general culture towards volunteering is maybe one that what is not viewed as strongly as it was, you know, 10, 15, 20 years ago. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting you say that. I've found that most oh, oh, oh again it's a massive generalization but a lot of people who give their time in cycling are not actually your typical cyclist um you go to a race say you go out to a village hall and there's uh there's people who are serving you food or marshalling and whatnot but they don't come across as your typical uh club rider or racer um it, it can sometimes be fairly older people who may have cycled in the past or may not have uh, but they have a vested interest maybe they have a they come from a cycling family and whatnot and i found that absolutely incredible but absolutely right so if you look at my club then um we initially uh, were focused on getting people on bikes um we've now got uh, a bucket load on bikes of course uh, there's more people to reach out to but we've now reached a stage where uh people are looking for the next stage um but they're perhaps a little reluctant to take up racing, uh, perhaps the dangers and whatnot. So ha, ha, what would British cycling uh, or what would you suggest for a club like, like so? And how would someone get involved uh, like that? Perhaps volunteering or as a rider as well? Um, I'm not the best person to do that. I'm throwing it back. I'm throwing yeah, it back to cool. you here because... Um, if I'm perfectly honest, I think the thing that we need to do as an organization, and we are, and, and we're getting there. So this is this is this is something that I think we, we're doing better at, or that you know, and, and then can still improve on, is showcasing the personalities and the characters that are already in that space. Yeah. So right. let's say, for instance, uh, your journey through finding the sport and 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 how you've come to take part. What yeah, yeah. feelings and emotions did you go through on that journey? What, uh, what did you do in taking that first step to get to get your front wheel over the start line of your first event? What emotions and feelings did you go through when you finished your first event? What was it like to podium for the first time? 
what was it like when you got dropped for the first time? And what did you do when you came back from that? Uh, what did you do when you went to buy your first race kit? What did that look like? How did that feel uh, when you, you know, you needed to to wear probably items of clothing that you had never thought you needed to wear before with yeah. regards to racing? I think taking people who haven't experienced that before on personal journeys of others yeah. is the best way to do that. I think having a, a crib sheet and sticking that up on a website, yeah, it helps like anything, but yeah. Well, I think that's one of the reasons why reality TV is so powerful is because it takes people on a journey. You know, you can read it in a book and you can you can see it in a magazine or whatever. But when you actually can visually see something and hear from someone and hear that voice and identify with the character, that's what actually is the best way to get someone to, to, to take the next step. It's um, it's seeing what you can be, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's good you mentioned it because it's kind of like what this podcast is about as well. You know what I mean? Um, it's uh, there's a lot of uh, podcasting, of course, uh, media out there, uh, but there aren't very many of uh, either um, my ethnic minority or Muslims. Um, but it's changing, and uh, British Cycling are pushing that as well. Uh, I've noticed they've really stepped up in recent years. They've created the diversity board, uh, advisory board rather. They've started the scholarship. Uh, which is also pushing for more females as well uh, from different areas. Uh, so talk to us, Bruce. What's a project you're working on closely um, that perhaps might benefit uh, someone listening or perhaps their children? So I'm I'm thinking more towards the City Academy, but you might have another project as well. No, I think that's a great one. And I think, you know, I think it's a relevant one to talk about. It's something that you can you can chicken challenge on you you, you're involved in yourself and and i guess the fact that you're there shows that um that you know you you, you i believe in it yeah yeah Yeah, some benefit in it and 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 just to say we're hugely grateful for for your your kind of enthusiasm in that so yeah the two bits i'd like to highlight i think Janaid, are are the scholarship program number one and 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 that city academy program and they're not separate they're, they're separate, but in, in in a way they're they're joined because part I think, of the same plan, right? Yeah, they are. So yeah. I think we realised as British Cycling, I use the Royal We because yeah. you know I work for organisations, so I'm, I'm sticking my hand up. I'm, I'm I'm part of it, and I'm really proud to be a part of British Cycling, and I'm really proud to be a part of um, the work that we are doing to take positive steps towards being more diverse and inclusive and more open in the way that we do things. So that doesn't mean changing the way we do things, I think. Sometimes it means that through the City Academy project, especially, is rewriting the way we do things. So taking a step back, having conversations, asking the questions and going, right, not how can we adapt what we do, but how can we just do it differently from from the word go? So um, because essentially what works for you and what works for me might be different. And so just adapting what I need and what you need means that we're still on the pretense that the initial offer is what everybody wants. So I know that sounds a bit deep, but I think really taking a step back and going, okay, how can we be different that reaches the need of everybody? Um, So that, that for me is really good. And and the, the, the scholarship program, I think was a great opportunity to open the gate to, to those that maybe previously didn't have an opportunity to enter that elite coaching realm or that kind of back end of, of, of what that development through coaching and, and growth um, could look like. And so, I mean, as men yourself have come out of that program, which has just been um, 
has been phenomenal and 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 asma has developed and she's now working for british cycling as a yeah, as a coach yeah. on the city academy project and and you're developing as a coach and 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 working alongside the city academy project at the pedro club yeah and yeah. so i see the journey that both of you have taken on your growth and and your confidence in coaching and the the knowledge you've gained and and you're you're fantastic coaches in your own right off the work that you've done yourselves solely because there's been a door that you could step through and grow um you, you know you you owe that opportunity to yourself um, yes the door was open but i think you both took it with with both hands and and and, and made the most of it what you could so um i don't think it's anything that british cycling has done there because you guys have done the hard work but i think what we've done differently is open the door yeah yeah does that make sense definitely there, there felt like there was a smoke screen there um i always felt from the outside not because British cycling put it there. Um, it just felt like there, that was a different world or a different. You got to be racing to be in it. Uh, whereas for coaching, you don't have to necessarily. Um, it's just more like opening the eyes to different opportunities. And, yeah, uh, yeah. That's that's why we've got you on. Really, it's just uh, opening even <laughs> more to everyone else as well. You know, it's not just I can't keep uh, keep uh, keep talking about it. I've got to get other people to come on and spread more obviously you have more knowledge than i do if we're, uh, if i'm learning today and i'm learning and i think we're learning like i'd like to think we're learning from each other yeah you know i'm a, I'm a white middle class male and 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 therefore there are all those perceptions that come with opportunity and 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 and, and prior privilege if you want to if you want to say that yeah, and, yeah. and i realize that when i step into communities that that's the perception like that's just life and so for me and, and what I try and do for my team is, is is take the mindset that you need to earn the respect and you need to earn the right to sometimes be involved in communities and to be able to share and, and go on the journey with them. So it's a two-way street. It's not, you know, everyone's got maybe their, their the bits of life where they're more skilled or more knowledge in, but that's just because we're all different and we're all humans. But I think we want to be able to share those experiences with open arms and to realize that, we can learn from each other in, in, in the cycling space is what we're talking about today. So um, as much as I've been given the great privilege of the position I'm in to work with British cycling, I've got a lot to learn and, yeah. and, and likes of yourselves and others have, have helped open our eyes. And, and I say, again, I say our eyes, the, the Royal British cycling, we and, and the cycling community to, to the fact that we, we can, we can be different in so many different ways. Um, I mean, it comes down to like major small things like what, what cycling kit do we all wear? Like everyone just assumes that one item of clothing suits everybody and, and culturally that's fine or religiously that's fine. But, you know, it, it, it doesn't. Or, you know, how do you wear a helmet or, you know, yeah, yeah. what branding you can have or what, where, you know, warm ups and all those sort of things. Right? Yeah, it's just, yeah. you know, it's not a one size fits all. But unless you get into each other's space. And talk about it and experience it you just don't know do you yeah absolutely and uh it's something we were just talking about prior to the podcast it's, it's just having that respect you don't have to agree on everything all the time but uh and everyone's uh has a value you can have your own opinion of course but it's just uh keeping that respect between between both parties i guess um and that's super important oh, it's a great life skill isn't it just yeah. just respect yeah. So, uh, in terms of, uh, I'm like, uh, I've been super fortunate being part of the City Academy. So, uh, just for the benefit of the listeners, I'm sure we'll get Izzy on uh, another time. But it's uh, a program after school 
and during the school holidays, it's usually an hour. Currently in Hackney, Islington, and hopefully in Newham very soon. Uh, it's all free. Bikes, helmets provided. Get down. You get free coaching for your kids between, I think it's about 7 to 13 years old. If I'm not yeah, uh, that's right. 7, seven to 4. Yeah, 7 to 4. Yeah. It's, so it's the, up to the, isn't that it? Yeah. Secondary um, school age entry, basically. Yeah, yeah. So, guys, if, if you want more information, I'm more than happy to share. Um, yeah. And um, they're hoping to expand. I actually got an email from Izzy looking to come out further east, and uh, we'll discuss that soon. Uh, so, I've, uh, I was just mentioning, Bruce, I've, I've been very fortunate. The door's been opened. I'm on the scholarship program. Uh, but if someone else wanted to get in touch or wanted to start volunteering with British Cycling or get more involved in cycling, and when I mean cycling, I'm not talking about club level. I'm talking about more like the culture of cycling with the racing and things like that. How how does someone go about that? Because that that was probably me about two years ago. Yeah. Um, I just, I didn't see any opportunity or I didn't know where to access such things. And I just thought, right, they've either been doing it when since they were a kid or their dad knows somebody or, you know what I mean? I just felt like it's, I'm not allowed. Not no, I'm not allowed. It's just, I don't know how to. So, yeah. And I think that that comms piece is important, isn't it? Like, yeah. So I, I don't have the, I don't have the, the, the golden ticket for that, but I think if, if somebody's interested in getting in touch, I think obviously we're we're on this call, aren't we? We're on this chat, so yeah. either you know get in touch with me, get in touch with Janaid, yeah. and and I think um, as we go, word of mouth for me is the most powerful. Yeah. So just yeah. having having people in the communities that can showcase what opportunity is available. Those are you know when you, when you're looking for something to get done, you 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 often take someone's recommendation by word of mouth over like an advert you find somewhere i think so i think that's the best advocate for the work is is finding people that we can get to share it and and tell that story um and then yeah get in touch with myself get in touch with is or asthma or kaylee or you um and then we've got a number of different programs within the eastern region we've got various bursaries and opportunities that we'd be you know really willing to share and 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 help with to get people on that that journey and i think um if you chat to the coaches that are working on the program in the city academies program yeah all of those coaches came from no experience whatsoever so one thing they had was a desire and a passion to be involved in cycling we can work with the rest the rest we can help you get the skills and the knowledge um so it's just I think the first step is put your hand up tell us tell us who you are and, and and we'd be really grateful for that you know and happy to then take you on that journey and it's not something where we just say all right here's the package off you go see you see ya we have to work with whoever wants to on that that journey sort of like a scholarship but like you know we can do it in the region we we want to have that relationship with those people that we work with absolutely that's the i'm going to hold my hand up in that we you know we don't get it right all the time today and that you know you've got to relationships is a hard piece to work on and so i think our desire is to do the best we can for our volunteers and to support all of them. And, you know, at times we get it wrong, but I think we'll learn from those and hold our hands up and we'll keep doing the best we can to make sure that we provide the best opportunities for everybody. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, so just while we have you on then, Bruce, what's your, say in five years' time, you're, you're going to move on from being the Eastern manager for British Cycling over here. Uh, what do you want to see the region develop? 
goodness me, mate. Yeah, <laughs> ask me to... Uh, well, well, the, the reason no, I'm asking you is because no, you're question. here and obviously no, I'm in this question. region and I want to see yeah. cycling develop here as well. But obviously you're the manager yeah. of it all, so no pressure, but uh, no, yeah. what are you going to do no, for so us? I, th- I think it's a fair question. It's a great question. Um, I think, well, I know, I know, put it this way. I've written it in the, in the plan for at least that we've, we've got a little bit of a, a plan that we think our regional development plan towards Paris and beyond. I'd honestly like to see um, a growth in all disciplines across a wide range of communities, um, but that's sustainable. So yeah. I'd like to see sustainability in the projects we've started. And I'd like to see um, a larger base of those who previously haven't been involved in cycling um, involved. Um, Because I think the only way that our sport's going to continue to grow is that we're accessible, doing new things and and, and challenging new ideas. That sounds, you caught me on the spot. I think I want to see a more inclusive, a more diverse, and a wider reaching set of activities in the region yeah, that are yeah. sustainable, not yeah. one-off projects. I'd like to see that, you know, that sustainability. Goodness me, that's harder to articulate than one thinks. But yeah, I think that's um, that's what I'd like to see. You've got it spot on, I think, because for me, it's all about sustainability. No points. I hated it when you were a kid, when you had this exciting new project. It was usually football for me, right? You had someone starting something and you'd be like, yeah, this is starting up. You'd go... It 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 last a week or two or say a few months and then either the money would dry up or whatever, uh, no one else and then that's it. It it just ended and it was like okay that that was a waste of time, um, you know what I mean. And then you go back to just playing your video games and whatnot. So, uh, I think that's super important the sustainability and uh, it's it's good that you guys are focusing on that. Bruce, uh, thanks for coming on. I appreciate your time. I know you're super busy, uh, but let's end it there. Uh, Janae, um, a real privilege. And um, it's it's been a privilege to work with you outside of the podcast as well and, and just see um, you growing as a writer and a coach as well. So, yeah, love to see more uh, more of your, your club do the same. So um, here's to the future. Yeah, take care.